0: Welcome everyone to the dance floor where life lessons are learned through the art of dance. I'm your host Anna Harsh and today I have a very special guest with me Miss Olivia Bone who is a dancer and a dance major at Point Park University. Please welcome to the dance floor Miss Olivia. Welcome.
1: Hi thank you for having me.
0: Olivia, I'm so excited that you're going to share a little bit about your dance journey and how you became a dancer. What brought you to the dance floor itself? And what maybe, what are your dreams for the future? Tell us a little bit about your dance journey. How did you get to be a dancer?
1: Yeah, definitely. So um, I think it goes back. I always loved um, any community dance that there was. Um, at weddings, or I went to church a lot growing up. So we actually had a little church group in like the elementary um, section, and um, my mom taught it. And so I was actually one of the dancers. And that was probably one of my first um, ever performances. Um, I always loved storytelling. I did a lot of puppet shows as a kid from um, just my family. And so in, uh, I think it was about in fourth or fifth grade. So, you know, about like 10 or 11. I had a friend from church who was going to a hip hop class that was at a studio about 30 to 40 minutes away from my house. So every night on Wednesday, me and my friend would um, carpool, either her mom would take us or my mom, and I would go to this hip hop class every week. And so it was something to uh, look forward to. And then She was a little bit older than I was, so she kind of quit dancing and went off to middle school, did the whole thing, and I kind of stuck with it, but um, once I got to middle school as well, I kind of quit. I was really involved with my youth group at church, doing community work and stuff, Um, and then when I was in the seventh grade, I was about 13, um, there was a dance elective at my um, public, public school. And my mom was like, you know, you should try and take it. Um, so I did. And uh, there I was introduced to just different, like, cultural forms of dance um, and different, you know, just a variety of things. There wasn't a lot of formal training, but we did do, you know, shows at the pep rally and stuff like that. And my mom noticed that I really was enjoying it. So she asked me if I wanted to start taking um, some uh, formal training at a local studio. My mom was a small business owner. She had a little ad magazine for, um, the community. And so she was bartering out work so that we were able to like afford those classes. That's smart.
0: Um, That's a smart mom. Go mom.
1: Oh Yeah. yeah she's, she's a smart lady. Oh yeah. And so I trained under Nancy Galante, um, And bless her for, you know, doing bartering with my mom. Um, I was able to train in ballet and jazz and lyrical. And so I did that for a few years. Middle school was a bit rough, especially um, in my home life. Definitely um, a lot of chaos inspired by alcoholism and substance abuse. So naturally, um, I was, you know, looking for love in a lot of other ways and was getting in trouble at school Um, So my parents actually pulled me out and homeschooled me in my eighth grade year. And during during this time, um, it was like church and dance. And those were my two things that really kept me in check. And they were the things that I looked forward to um, every week. They were community for me, people that were supporting me. And, you know, at the time you're a kid and you don't really understand what's going on in your house. It's just normal. So I didn't really know how much dance was an influence in my life at this point.
0: Well, and um, dance is a great escape for lots of people for lots of reasons. And I'm glad that dance sort of found you and sort of wrapped the, their arms around you and said, you know, come over here and play and, you know, gave you a safe space and a creative outlet for that chaos that maybe had been surrounding you in your home or your family life. I think for a lot of students out there, they might be listening and saying, yeah, I can relate to that, you know, um, alcohol and drug abuse might be in their homes or maybe Mm -hmm. in their, you know, friends' lives and maybe dance is a great way for them to escape and get on a different and more positive path. And I think dance friends sort of become your family and, um, you know, create a, like I said, create a safe space so that we can express ourselves and, and live a positive and healthy life. So that's amazing that you recognize that at your early age, you know, that's, like you said, you, don't always know what's going on around us, you know, when we're younger, but
1: I have to like, say thank you to all my dance teachers along the way too, because there was many times that I remember um, wanting to be defiant or getting upset with myself in class. And my teachers just were always there. They always motivated me. They pushed me because you know, they knew that I had, I had like a fire and a passion in me. So they really like pulled it out. And so I have to say thank you to to all of them because they were just such huge influences in my life, especially at that time.
0: Yeah. Shout out to all the dance teachers around the world. We're, we're usually more than just dance teachers. I know a lot of people don't realize that, that aren't in the dance world, but we're the motivators for the caretakers we listen we you know give the hugs we wipe the tears I know I've pulled a few teeth um for little (laughs) ones that have lost their teeth during my classes you know and you know put them in a little baggie so they can take it home and yeah we've got we've done it all and it's nice to hear the other side of it that it does make a difference it does Mm -hmm. mean a lot to the students and it does change their lives that's great Well, how did you get to Point Park? You know, when you got to college, did you audition? Was that something that you wanted to do as a dance major?
1: Yeah, so it's kind of weird. Um, I don't know if other dancers resonate with this, but dance just, I just always followed it. It just was always something that it led me out of where I was. It was the thing that was going to take me wherever I needed to go. And um, so choosing the like follow dance um I don't know I didn't think it was a I didn't really think about it as a career possibility but I went to a performing arts high school that was focused around sending kids off to study it and that was um, really where I learned so much about the possibilities and so I actually auditioned for Point Park um it was like I saw it at a dance festival a national like one of the national. or regional high school dance festival, um, my junior year in Norfolk, Virginia. Um, and then I, again, we went to the, we actually went to the campus for my senior year, um, for the national festival. And so I remember seeing Point Park and I was like, I really like their poster. (laughs) So I auditioned for them and turns out their program is fantastic. I've studied under so many just brilliant, amazing human beings. I'm so grateful for my experience.
0: Well, Olivia, let's take a little break here and then when we come back. Maybe you could tell us more about your classes at Point Park and, you know, maybe ease some minds out there about auditioning for, yeah. for college and maybe some things that you like to do that helped you. Yeah, All right. Definitely. We're going to be right back with Miss Olivia Bone. Hang on. Back, everyone, with a Miss Olivia Bone. She is a Point Park dance major. Olivia, everyone goes through this if they're thinking about dance for college and they're auditioning. Can you give us some idea what it's like? Maybe some tips or some things that helped you?
1: Always just show up for yourself when you come to an audition. That's all you have to worry about is just to show up for yourself and. Um, don't worry, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna end up where you need to go.
0: Right. What are the auditions? Like, is it just a class? Tell us a little bit like about the process
1: yeah it can be a little different um the one for point park i actually went to in new york um it was like a dance convention called dance wave okay was several colleges that were there um the first day it was a convention you went around you passed out your headshot and your resume to all the colleges that you wanted to audition for you could learn about other programs maybe drop off you know additional resumes Um, And then the next day they actually held a big, you would take um, a ballet bar. And then we learned a little bit of a, I think it was a jazz, more contemporary combo. And the teachers could, or all the, um, all the professors um, or anybody who was representing the school were up on like either bleachers or they could walk around and view you from other sides.
0: Oh, Um, so it could be intimidating, but breathe, right? Just breathe when you get there, just take a deep breath. And, yeah. um, you said, mentioned the headshot and resume. Those are two perfect things that I think every dancer, if you're a dancer listening and you're a high school student, get on it, mm-hmm. start taking some cute headshots. Even if it's just with your phone, just to have something to get started and start thinking about that resume. I know it's daunting, but there's lots of things on the internet. Now you can Google like Google docs has, you know, uh, for resumes, how to build a resume. There's lots of free websites out there. So those are two great things to have. Get ready, right? When Before you even get to college, you need to have a headshot and resume, at least a practice one to get started to see what it looks like and build off of that. And then what, what should we wear? I mean, did you wear anything special for this audition or just did they tell you?
1: So a lot of it is just more professional dress, I guess. So technically it's hard. Um, I will. I remember I wore a bright orange leotard, um, kind of a rustic, brighter orange. Um, okay. I. It's kind of my lucky leotard. I would Love say. that. Um, so, whenever I'm really just trying to feel a little bit more like myself, that's what I'll wear. Um, yeah, well, so what some
0: dancers tell me they, they wear a color to stand out, or like you said, a lucky color. So, I'm that's really good. good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I will say about resumes and getting ready for college and Um, everything is to, I think a lot of dancers out there are probably dancing a lot, you know, a lot of studio time, but invest in other artistic forms or study other things. Anything that you're interested in, go for it because when they look at your resume, they want to see that you are a whole person, not just a dancer. And that's something that we talk about in college a lot is that you are a human being and there is like so much to you and so much that you're capable of. Um, more than just, you know, standing on stage and looking pretty. So like any skills you have, like even the weird ones, like you can solve a Rubik's cube, put that on your resume. Cause that might, that might make you stand out from like a room full. I've been in um, auditions with hundreds of people, you know.
0: Right. Exactly. Uh, do outside the box kinds of things. Maybe you love theater and maybe you have some acting skills, or maybe you like to design clothing you know, so a yep. costume design, any of that. I look for the same thing for my company. We do Italian authentic folk dances, which already stands out from <laughs> a lot of companies out there. And we've been around almost three decades now and traveled mm-hmm. around the United States and Italy, but um, I'm looking for somebody that stands out, somebody that can, you know, keep a conversation, somebody that can talk to the crowd, maybe somebody who can talk to little ones because we get lots of kids after the show that just want to touch your costume or say hello. And, you know, that can be daunting if you don't have those people skills. So that's a really good tip. I hope you dancers are listening to miss Olivia out there, build up that resume and make it unique and stand out for sure.
1: Definitely that and community work too, is a big one that I would always suggest, whether that's, you know, teaching, you know, some classes, you know, for a community, like an organization or something
0: like check out your libraries to do that sort of thing too. give back, you know, I always offer some kind of yoga class for free, even if it's online, um, or Pilates or something like that, or I I go to a school and talk about what it's like to be a dancer, you know, out in this crazy world. Um, But do those things, get those social skills going and volunteer as well. That's just as important. We have to be well rounded human beings. We're or more than just, like you said, bodies on a stage, because, you know, we are, we have feelings and and thoughts and all kinds of things. And I've had dancers come through Allegro that have been really good at math, really love science, or Mm -hmm. became a doctor or a nurse, but they just really had a passion for the arts as well. And which is great. So have those extra skills and extra passions and put them on your resume. We want to know who you are. Olivia, how have you been staying motivated through COVID? And now that we're slowly coming out of it, how how did you do it? How did you stay motivated?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I'm definitely not going to lie. It's not been the easiest. I've had to, you know, reach out to your community, to your people, stay in touch, you know, talk about how you're feeling. Um, But aside from that, personally, I, because I'm a dancer, I'm such an I feel like we all are. We're so physical. So even if you're not dancing, find some physical practice, whether that's going on a walk or doing yoga or Pilates or movement meditation, um, different things like that to stay in the body and keep that mind body connection, um, because that is keeping that as clear and keeping that flow is what's really going to help your artistry, especially as a dancer. So you know, any, I you know I like to bike, um, or do different things like that. I like to go hiking um, when I can. So those are, those are the things that help me a lot. I also, um, especially in the past year through the pandemic, uh, have invested a lot in creative writing. Nice. Another artistic medium. So yeah, just again, like I said before, like keep going back to, um, filling your cup up with things that, you know, are meaningful to you and bring you joy. And that is hard and it's okay to have bad days.
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. There was lots of bad days. I'm not <laughs> going to lie to you as well. I, I can feel and relate to that. Last year we had 19 cities lined up in four different states to perform and all of it was wiped out within a week. I mean, yeah. so that's yeah. a lot. Yeah. That's a lot to just, you know, it's like you have your bags packed okay, I got to sit this down and unpack everything. So that was pretty heartbreaking for myself and for all of my dancers too. But we did the same things. We taught online. We still kept our rehearsals going through Zoom. And I taught a lot of yoga classes instead of rehearsal. I'm like, let's just meditate and let's just listen to some great music and chill out and just get our minds off of it. I did a lot of five mile walks every day and... Uh, some of the dancers like to bike. So like they were like you, you know, they went on a bike ride and some of them filmed the bike ride while they were doing it, which is great too. Like it's, it's nice that bring the community along with you to say, yeah. you know what? I'm struggling too. And it's okay. I love yeah. that. Olivia, I know that we're slowly starting to go back to performing and I'm slowly starting to wash all the costumes and getting them ironed and prepare for our first showcase, um, which is going to be at a baseball field, which is really outside the box. Yeah, but Allegra will be at the Washington Wild Things on July 30th, and it is going to be Italian night. So we're going to enjoy the game. But before the first pitch, we're coming out and we're doing a couple Tarantellas to kind of get the crowd going and celebrate the Italian heritage. So maybe dancers need to think outside the box of where they might perform. And we're really good about that. We've performed in grocery store parking lots or baseball fields, birthday parties, skating rinks, as well as the usual, you know, high class venues that are, you know, theaters and ballrooms and festival organizations. But It's fun this year because we've got some unique venues and I'm really excited to get back into performing, starting to pack my bag, Olivia. And I don't know if you do anything different or pack something special. That's like, Mm -hmm. I can't leave to perform without this one thing. Would it be something special? Do you have that one thing that you're like, I can't leave without it?
1: I will say there is, it's the kind of niche. Um, I have a green, it's a green bag that I my mom bought it for me when I was really young, but it, it's called my bun bag. And it, it. has, um, even though my hair is short right now, not anyone who's listening can't see, but I have short hair right now. But I still bring it with me everywhere. It's got any kind of bobby pin possible, like that I, you know, just because you're always like snatching them because you lose them all the time. So I've got yes. all the kinds, nail clippers. Um, it's got a lighter in there for those point shoes, um maybe some scissors, so it's got like just those little things. Not that to say that anyone's a specific type of dancer because we are all dancers and do dance, but right. I'm not a bunhead, and I it's just but it's my thing. I don't know that's cool. <laughs>
0: that's cool. I have a lot of different kinds of things because I'm the director of the company, so my bag is kind of like a Walgreens. <laughs> Okay, yeah. <laughs> it has everything from hard candy in case somebody needs that little touch of sugar. Maybe their sugar is dropping and dipping before a showcase to band-aids, um, first aid kit, uh, bio freeze to like, you know, muscle relaxation kind of thing. Um, I even have a stress ball, a Pilates a stretch ball. band, a tennis ball. Yep. Always, always. So uh, I'm always curious to see what it's in dancers' bags and everybody has something different to offer. And sometimes people have those good luck things too. Do you ever do anything before a sh- showcase? You're like, I have to do plies or I have to jump up and down four times or I have to whatever. Do you have anything special that you do?
1: Definitely just meditation. Definitely before even coming into that backstage room, that's also sort of chaotic. Um, I do meditation before coming into that, that space. Um, So that I am, you know, and I'm bringing in the intentions of the day, uh, the intentions of the performance.
0: Yeah, we usually gather in a circle, and um, some people call it a prayer circle. I just call it a gratitude circle um, because everybody has different beliefs. But we usually, before we go on stage, we usually do a gratitude circle. And I just gather all the dancers. You might see us backstage or on the side of a a venue at a festival, just in a big circle, holding hands Um, and just saying, you know, thanks for the opportunity to share the gifts. Thank you for the day to be with family and friends. And just, grateful for the gift of dance to share to the audience you know and I think we just sometimes we take those things for granted so I always stop the dancers and go oh, let's just take a moment and know that this is not the usual for everybody out there in the world that you know we do have those gifts and they were given to share that's the whole point right to share our gifts of dance Olivia, you're so sweet and I can't wait to do more conversations with you about the world of dance when are you graduating?
1: Um, I will be done in December of this year. So wow. I'm so that's very excited. that's
0: not long. So gosh, I am excited for you and your journey after college, because I just have a feeling you're just going to explode onto the stage and <laughs> just take everybody's breath away. I'm so excited for you, Olivia. I wish you the best.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. It's been really fun to be on here today. Thank you for having me.
0: I'm so glad you were dancing with me on the dance floor today. Um, And please come back. Please come back and update us on your showcases and your journey of your career and who you're teaching and inspiring the next generation.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely.
0: Okay, everyone. Thanks for joining us today on the dance floor. Uh, Don't forget, you can find more information about Allegro's upcoming events and showcases at AllegroDanceCompany.net. And in the meantime, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. I'm your host, Anna Harsh. Until next time, keep dancing and moving on the dance floor.